You're listening to the Summer Camp Music Festival Podcast with your host, Camp Counselor Derek. Ahoy, campers! Guess what? It's the month in which we all come back together as a family at Three Sisters Park. Fish Tour is now in full swing, and you'll find me at Deer Creek this coming weekend. And we have all kinds of new announcements since I last talked to y'all. But first, I need to extend a warm Camp Counselor welcome to the newest members of our team. Camp Counselor Elise and Camp Counselor Sydney have joined the crew for 2021. And I have to tell you, the process was much more involved this year with personal interviews and a couple rounds of eliminations. So we're all excited to have them on board. They are the real deal. So welcome, Sydney and Elise. So as the dates approach, we're getting all kinds of new info. The Thursday pre-party lineup was announced, and it looks particularly funk-heavy. The Floozies, Lettuce, and Manic Focus will all be there. Veterans Family Groove Company and Steady Flow will also join that lineup, along with 26 other bands. I want to throw out a special mention for Newcomer's Undercover Organism from Wisconsin. Check them out. Uh, the Late Night Red Barn sets were also announced, and all I can say is, oh my, Umphreys and Doom Flamingo for a double shot of Stasic Thursday late night, Moe and Sun Squabby on Friday night, Closey, LSD Dream, and Maddie O'Neill for the Saturday night late night electronic fans, and for my money, I'm pretty stoked about the Wood Brothers and Yonder Mountain String Band on Sunday night, although by that point, I'm usually pretty beat up. So they're going to have to turn the treble up to 11 for those final hours of camp. All in all, a little something for everyone for the barn shows. Now keep in mind those are separate tickets. I don't believe they're on sale yet. If you did happen to get a VIP upgrade, you do get access to one of those shows, or all of them, depending on which package you purchased. However, all of the VIP upgrades are sold out. Folks, I'm not sure I've seen that happen in a while, if ever. Seems like camp is going to be a rager this year. And lastly, if you can't take the full four days or have other obligations, you really couldn't ask for a better one-day Sunday lineup. That's right, never miss a Sunday show. You can always come down for just one day on Sunday. Most of the top-tier acts will all be there on, on just Sunday alone. Mo, Umphreys, Ween, Grizz, Tipper, 3-6 Mafia, Spungle, Yonder Mountain, Wood Brothers, Cherub, Spafford, Scary Pool Party, and so many more. All the way down the lineup, the Sunday is really solid. Plus, that's the Everyone Orchestra Show, another shot of Stasic and Death Kings, Horseshoe and Hand Grenades, Keller, Backyard Tire Fire, Chicago Farmer. Sorry, I kind of cherry-picked the bands I really liked at the end there. Now, I threw out a lot of bands there, but I didn't mention our guest. But if you want to know when and where you can catch a glimpse of Andy Frasco in the UN, you just need to keep listening here. On to the interview. My guest today is the Howard Stern of the jam world, in addition to being one hell of a songwriter and musician. In fact, my guest's personality is so big that he deserves more than one person interviewing him. So for the first time, I invited a guest co-host. Camp counselor Ashley joined me in the interview, and let me tell you, I was lucky to have her because not only was she a natural at the task, but she saved my ass when the phone and internet went down in the entire town of Iron River, Wisconsin, where I was at the time of this was recorded. So, 
My apologies to Mr. Andy Frasco and to y'all for disappearing partway through this interview. And a big thanks to Ashley for finishing this off like a pro. Andy Frasco has been at several camps, and if you haven't seen him, I highly suggest you check it out because every show is a party. And even if you haven't seen him in his band, The UN, you may know him from his ever-growing popularity and his various other projects, including his world-saving podcast, his online dance parties, and his part comedy, part talk show on YouTube, The World-Saving Shit Show. Here's Andy Frasco. Stick around after the interview for the Jam of the Week. Summer campers, I'm here with the man Andy Frasco. How are you today, Andy? Oh, I'm doing great, dude. Just uh, just got back from Floyd Fest. Um, you know, it always takes a day. When you do these festivals, it takes a day <laughs> to like let your body refuel with vitamins and <laughs> not just like alcohol and stimulants. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's pretty crazy. Give your brain cells to recuperate. Yeah, dude. How y'all doing? Where y'all at? Well, I'm from Chicago normally, but I'm in northern Wisconsin in a in a cabin in the woods. Yeah, this looks cool, dude. It looks hot in there. Like it looks like you're really like living in the moment out there. It's it's pretty awesome. It's killer, dude. <laughs> What's going on? And Ashley's not too far from you, right? Yeah, I just moved out to Denver a few months ago. I know you just moved out here last year, right? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, you're in the music video. I remember you. You're a badass, yeah. dude, with the elk <laughs> right? You had the elk horns. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, That's the deer thing is, is my thing. <laughs> I love it. That's so awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to play summer camp. It's gonna be a good one. I'm. Uh, everyone seems like they're really excited out there in the Midwest right now to really get back with the family. You know. Oh yeah. We need to get out. Um, well, we'll get to the video you guys were just talking about, dancing around my grave. But um, I gotta, I gotta interject with my first question that I ask every artist on the show. Uh, and that, and, and, and then after that, it's, it, we can go whatever direction you want. Um, my first question is what was your first concert? My and, first concert. Yeah. And, and then by that, I mean, you know, the, the first one when you were young that made an impact, I did read something about, uh, one, one concert that had an impact on you, but I, 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 I don't know if it was your first. Uh, Damien Rice was one of my first ones, but, um, the first concert ever, um, it was before I was like super into sports or so wasn't into music yet, but my parents took me. Thank God they did. Shout out to my parents. Let's go. Awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, they took me to Bill, to see Billy Joel and Elton John in Vegas, which I wow. didn't think about it now, but it really shaped who I, who I was going to become because like two amazing piano songwriters that, you know, I, when you're younger, you don't realize the magnitude of what some things could happen to you in your life. So seeing that, I was like, we're in the back of the, of this big ass, uh, you know, like MGM grand thing. And, you know, it's like realizing, you know, I was like, kind of like, I was really excited to see all the songs and stuff, but I didn't know that that was going to change my perspective on, yeah, maybe I'm not a good athlete. <laughs> maybe I should, <laughs> I should just, uh, just try music or something, but it really did. I was, it was an awesome show. And to see those guys like play each other's songs and stuff, I'm like, damn, this is kind of like jamming. And you know, now 50, you know, I was what, 14, 15. So 
18 years, I'm 33 now. So 18 years later, I'm like, damn, I really shape what I'm doing now. So shout I saw out to that me. tour a couple times. Do you, do, you, do you remember what year that was by any chance? Um, so I was 15. Um, I graduated high school in 06. So it's got to be, I was in ninth grade or eighth grade. So 03, 02. Okay. I, I mean, I, I wasn't at the Vegas show, but I probably saw that tour. Yeah. When they kept on switching, they kept on playing each other's songs and shit. And they had like two two pianos like so they're just staring at each other look like they're like gonna fuck each other or something it's just so <laughs> cool it's like they're singing each other's songs and staring each other in the eyes i'm like you knew they were having fun you know that's fucking awesome Billy Joel's the shit, dude. He's under, I think he's underappreciated for being a wordsmith and being, you know, people like to categorize all these older cats. I don't know, maybe because we're young, we were younger at the time, but like, like nostalgic bands, but like those guys shaped so many people's lives, you know, our parents' lives. Like those, when those guys were taking drugs, like, like those guys did festivals and shit. Like we're going to festivals, like, those guys shape our parents' lives, like like the bands like Umphreys and and you know Mo and stuff. How they're shaping our lives now, you know, it's no different. Well, even even uh, Gene Ween was doing Billy Joel songs for a while. Like, oh yeah, dude! I never like, never listened to Ween until I started getting into the circuit, and I realized how fucking similar we are with the craziness. You know, I love those dudes now. You're similar to them in that they're they're all over the the map in terms of one song will be one style, the next song will be another style. Yeah, yeah, ADD. <laughs> I, I have a theory. I'm glad you said that. I have a theory that um, I, I well, I'm ADD. I think, and I I know my son is. Uh, I have a theory that jam band fans are mostly ADD. Hell and, yeah, dude! And that it's a type of focus thing because of the long jams. Yeah, and like. You know, you look like a you look at a band like Umphreys who change genres in a song. <laughs> you know, it's like every ten seconds they're just like, "We're going this way." Oh, and then we're gonna go do a death metal part, and then we're gonna go bring it into this like really groovy reggae thing, and then we're gonna go back into our Umphreys catalog. I'm like, "Oh, damn!" 
chill, Bayless. Take a step to breathe, yo. <laughs> like now getting to know them, like, yeah, that's why we're all friends because we're ADD as fuck, you know? Yep, I hear it. And so, and, and are your fans, I think. Hell yeah. I mean, if you if you want a fan, you know, it's like this the jam movement is like a bunch of dudes who don't want to hear the same thing. So, so it's like, of course, it's it's like um it's like being completely present. You know, that's what I love about the jam scene. It's like they're worried about what you're gonna perform now, not worried about that set you did in two thousand four or something. Like let's let's see what let's bring the heat now. So shout out to shout out to that. Um, well, you know, I'll give Ashley a chance here. Um, I will tell the listeners that uh, you just had a new video come out called Dancing Around My Grave, which is, is awesome. It's great. Song. Thanks, man. Thank you. And, uh, and Ashley was in that video. Do you want to talk about that, Ashley? Yeah, that was a great time. I honestly, I think I had been able to catch you play it like once before. Maybe it was Red Rocks, which you just recently played as well, yeah. um, which was also amazing. Thank you. Um, but that's definitely quickly become one of my favorite songs of yours. So when uh, the opportunity popped up, I was like, yes, yes, excellent. <laughs> Let's get it, Queen. Yeah, you were kicking ass in it. I, I made you one of my lovers. <laughs> you did, you did. <laughs> it was great for me. Was it good for you? I loved it. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're a queen. And uh, <laughs> I appreciate you uh, being on the ride with that. Because it's a, it's a very hard song to make a music video too because it's kind of sad it's talking about death and it's talking about you know living in the moment like what we're talking about now is just um we don't want to we want to celebrate people for the time we have now and not look back when they pass and realize damn i should have done that so i appreciate you going on the ride with me ashley it means a lot absolutely i had a blast and uh, that was your first music video. So yeah, I, do you have more already like in the works? Like, do you have like the creative plan already, already scheming? Yeah. You know, it's like doing the shit show all quarantine and having to make all these like sketch comedies and doing like making those lip sync videos with all my band, all my friends bands in them and stuff. It's kind of opened my eyes. Like the process of making a music video is no different than the process of writing a song where you just got to structurally, make it make sense and be visually entertaining. Like with the ADD culture now, you can't just like, you need to like have a bunch of stuff rocking in a video for people to pay attention to it longer than 60 seconds. Like what TikTok's doing to everybody and stuff. Mm -hmm. No, it's cool. I love it. I, and I really appreciate it. We've been getting crazy love for the song and crazy love for um, the music video. My mom is frightened to think I'm going I'm going suicidal. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Other than that, that, you know, just, you, you could get misconstrued with the idea of the music video, but you know, you, I, I, I'm very fascinated with death being a next step in whatever we're doing now. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to emulate that in a music video. Always going somewhere. Yeah. I'm living fast. 90 miles an hour. No breaks, all gas! If I die tomorrow, don't be dressed in black. Need a couple favors instead of feeling sad. Tell my mom I loved her, yeah, my daddy too. And to all my lovers, my words were true.
understand people who aren't kind of obsessed with death a little bit. Right? That's what <laughs> like, I think too. Like, it's the unknown. Yeah. What's more interesting than the unknown? It's no different than death and a jam concert. <laughs> no one knows <laughs> what's going on. They're always waiting for that moment, you know, that so I you know, it's 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 the beautiful end to one phase of what living is you know it's like mm-hmm. we can't be alive if we don't have you know an end to the chapter are you uh are you going to be able to keep the shit show going when you're back on tour full-time i mean it, it's amazing the guests you've gotten on that oh thanks man yeah i think so yeah i, I mean we are in talks with this cross your fingers but like it's a really big company who wants to be involved for season three. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do it in the winter time when everyone's, you know, back at home, you know, not, uh, doing it, not, you know, getting outside cause we've been inside our houses. So it was hard to do the shit show while on the road, but like, I'm going to, during the fall tour, we're going to make all the sketches and then we're going to do it live this time instead of pre-record in the fall. So I'll have a cu- bunch of sketches, but, I'll have a studio and do like a real talk show live for in the wintertime. So I, I'm going to try to do it. I love doing it. And I love, you know, being a talk show host because that's what I've always wanted to be when I was a kid. So yeah, it's, you're good at it, man. It, it's, it's kind of, it's interesting to me. I mean, it's really fascinating. I mean, I'm, I'm a little older it, to see YouTube personalities become, you know, have, have, have their business elevated by that kind of thing. It's, it's strange. Do you do you make money off the YouTube's like? Oh stuff? fuck no! No way. <laughs> but okay. I maybe eventually I will. But it's not. It's like it's like the same thing when I did the podcast. I've been doing this the World Saving Podcast for about four years now, and I first started doing it because I got off a of coke, and I had all this free time. So like I started interviewing all my friends to to ask if if something was wrong with me, and. <laughs> And from that, I was, I learned so much about myself and gave me the confidence to go to therapy and do all that stuff. So it's like, same thing with talk show. And like, I like talking to people. I think public conversations are good because the, you're, it's okay to be vulnerable in front of a lot of people. And if I could do that with my guests on the shit show or the, or the podcast or hell even live, then I feel like I'm trying to make an impact on, you know, everyone's being open with their feelings. You know, that's, that's a big conversation we need to have. We need to lose the stigma that we can't be ourselves because we're afraid of what other people are going to think of us. So that's why I do it. That's awesome. Are, are there, uh, are, you, you ask people the hard questions. So I'm going to ask you, are there people who have said no to you? Oh yeah. Fuck. Yeah. People were scared of me. Like, like fish don't fuck with me. Like, yeah, uh, okay. I figured you know, like, he knows what he sees me around and they still say, fuck it. No, we're not, we're not throwing our boys into the lines then, but Wien said no to you. Wien said, I don't know if Wien, he just doesn't do a lot of interviews. I know they don't. Yeah. I, so, they said no to me. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's, it's mostly like, I just got to be their buds. Like I never really became friends with any of those dudes in fish or ween. Like, uh, cause we just haven't been in the right moment, but like, I'm pretty open per open book. And if, um, if people want to give me a shot, then, you know, I will give it the respect it deserves. Cause I feel like, like 
I would like to talk to Trey about his old addictions and stuff and his old, uh, you know, his old stuff. And maybe, maybe one day we'll see. Yeah. I mean, that might be tough too when you have kids and you know that your kids are going to hear all of it. And I mean, not, not that we shouldn't be honest with our kids, but they need to be a certain age for you to be that kind of honest, I think. So, I mean, that might be part of it. I yeah. Mean, like, just, if I were Trey, I might not want to talk about my addiction stuff, knowing that everyone was going to hear it the next day. Yeah, it's funny, though, because he started an addiction foundation. That's true. <laughs> so maybe maybe I'm just not popular enough. Maybe I'm just uh, being narcissistic and he doesn't give a fuck about some little dude named Andy Frasco. <laughs> so well, I think they got to draw a line somewhere. I mean, I'm never surprised when I get a no, but uh, yeah. left Claypool, did he, have you tried to get him? You know, he said he's down, you know, it's just, it's about timing and, you know, it's also like trusting it's, you can't get the last directly. You're dealing with management or you're dealing with publicists. And ever since I've been getting like dudes like Tony Hawk and a bunch of other bigger acts, a lot of people have been saying yes that I've, I was like, I'd, you know, cause we have a talent booker now for the show. She works for adult swim and I'm like, yo, like I want like Naomi Osaka, like that tennis girl and like and we're having a conversation about it so it's like i'm like okay so maybe maybe i crossed the late the the steps and maybe i could start having conversations with like oprah and shit <laughs> let me talk i mean what what i've done for this it's just it's just me um and in the beginning i thought i was gonna get like oh no special access um but i didn't so what i what i just started doing is using the previous names you know it only took like i got first got mo and they said oh my last guest was l for mo so then the next band i go oh well al did it i'll do it so yeah like i think i think when i sent yours out i said well my last guests were ryan stasick and jim yeah. Mo. so it's like then people at least take you seriously <laughs> yeah you know it's like and also i've done now 135 interviews you know so it's just you just gotta get comfortable and you know I guarantee, I guarantee you if, if I was doing interviews, you know, asking Tony Hawk to be on my podcast two years ago when all I was talking about is drugs and, and sex. And <laughs> I, I don't think he would have said yes. So it's all good. I had to mute you uh, a bunch during the virtual uh, summer camp podcast last year. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. I, uh, my son was running around and, and he, he, my son's eight now. He just thinks anytime he hears a swear, he can just repeat it. Like, it's okay. If, if he heard it, he gets to say it again. But so. Andy Frasco said pussy and fuck. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry about that. Sorry. Oh, no, you have, you should, you have no reason to apologize. Uh, summer camp is, is uh, especially virtual summer camp is not a uh, kid friendly event. So not totally. And, uh, <laughs> But I'm excited. I love summer camp. I think it's my fifth year doing it or something. That was, that was a question I had for you. Yeah, fifth year. And uh, they moved us up. We're, we're on the bigger stage this year. Let's go. Yeah. We're moving yeah. up. I love it. I wondered if we'd get sound effects today. Yeah, I got you. Which ones do you want? I, we could do like a... <laughs> oh, yeah. Which stage will it be? Which stage? <laughs> All right, they haven't announced the lineup yet. Or they haven't announced the stages yet? No, that usually happens like the week before. Oh, shit. Did I blow the load? Did I blow no. the cover? 
No, it's fine. We can, we can talk about what stage you're on. Are you, are you going to be on what? I'm guessing I'm going to guess Sunshine this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. At like 32, which is cool. I'm like, damn. Shout out to Ian. So at, at 6:30, you said? 4:30 or 3:30, somewhere. <laughs> okay. um, well, well, you can mute that. We're if, probably not <laughs> supposed to give out that information. But. but um, yeah, I think Ian's really good about picking talented people that work as a family. That you know, shout to Ian too. So it's like. He knows how to pick a group of people that are really dived into with with the scene and being a community. And I think that's why summer camp works so well. Yeah, it's it's a tight knit little event. And I that's why I love it. I grew up like two hours away from from the event. So every time I go there, it's like it's like a reunion with all my favorite festival friends and all my my favorite Wookiees. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out to that. That's awesome. <laughs> um. Yeah, I've seen some crazy sets of yours. Usually, it's usually at the campfire stage is where you play at some. Yeah, yeah, that's the stage next to the catering. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. the one right like across from the red barn. I did. It's yeah. It's we've always had crazy sets and all the you know all the musicians because they're at a catering like oh fuck Frasco's here and then I see him on the side of the stage and all of a sudden we don't ever plan our sit-ins they just show up and I just bring them on stage and they're like fuck still eating a chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's cool to have all of my friends play a festival so we could because these festivals are really the only time we get to see each other so Awesome. You know what? Let's play some Rage Against the Machine over this motherfucker right now. I've seen I think it was like 2017 or 2018 at summer camp campfire I think you had Taz come out with you too um mm -hmm. who was just crazy talented that was the first year he had played there and uh yeah you got wild as you do um yeah, yeah, yeah. which leads me to a question do, do you have any rules for things you won't do while on the road <laughs> uh I you know it's yeah yeah definitely I've been I, as I get older i was gonna say as i get more mature i don't think i'm mature but as i get more older and realize like you know you only get one shot and you don't want to fuck it up i used to just say whatever i wanted and now it's i don't want to 
I don't, I'm trying not to do that as much and trying to like be more strategic with what I say. So I could have the, you know, the, the old, the, the Frasco fans still dig it. And also the new fans and maybe the old people who walk into our set and I'm just t- not just cussing like a sailor or, or if they have their kids there. So I'm trying to like make the show where everyone could have a good time. I think that's awesome. I think you are hilarious, but you know, things and sensitivities do change. So I think that probably only helps more people, you know, be comfortable. Yeah, I know my fans will accept my crazy ass for whatever I say, but like if I have, I want to, you know, it's like, I want to broaden my, my horizon and I want to broaden my fan base to make sure everyone has a good time and not, and I'm not just sticking to uh, the, the click, you know, the Frasco click or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had I had two questions for you. They're both kind of similar, but I want to know if you had who's like the number one or one of the top people you'd love to interview on your podcast, mm-hmm. and also like who's somebody you'd really love to play with. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, who would I love to play with? I'd love to I'd love to play with like Gogo Bordello or like. Um, I love ska music. So I love these guys like real big fish and stuff. And, uh, you know, I've sat in with Umphreys. That was a dream of mine. Cause I love Stasic and I love Bayless. Um, but who like all time, all time, like I would love to sit in with like Wilco <laughs> and like crowd surf. I love, I've been, I'm into indie rock and I'm into like acoustic, mm-hmm. uh, bands and so i you know like wilco's of the world i, I think would be super cool if, if they allowed me on their stage you know and i would love to see that oh that's awesome and then interview wise um i'd like to i'd like to interview trey I, we were just talking about the little mm-hmm. bit I was like i don't know much about their music i don't know fish at all but i i could tell that i'm attracted to people who um have these uh the, the reason why they have such a diehard fan base is because of the people in the band. So like everyone says such high sweet things, you know, about Trey. And one of my close friends is Jen Hartswick and she's in Trey's band and she tells me stories of Trey and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? This guy's a great fucking guy. So maybe one of these days I'll be able to interview Mr. Anastasio. So that'd be cool. It'll happen. You'll break through. Well, <laughs> he'll let me in the club eventually. <laughs> Man, I mean, Trey, Trey, his band will play at summer camp. Um, yeah. They aren't this year, but they have in the past. So wouldn't be surprised that they, you know, do that again sometime. Maybe that's your moment of opportunity to, to befriend him. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You know, only time with it. This, you realize how small this industry is with every year in it. So eventually we'll be in the same room and maybe he'll give me the time of the day. That'd be cool. You deserve it. Your shows, every everything you do is is beyond entertaining and wildly fun. So, uh, kudos to you for for just going full force. Thank you. And then when you're in Denver, come let's hang out. Let's go have a beer somewhere. I'd love to. I'm here in Denver. Oh, <laughs> I'll I'll add you on the Instagram. We'll uh we'll go have a beer. Awesome, awesome. That sounds great. Uh, yeah, I know we're coming up at the at our time mark. So I guess last question is just. What do you, as, as much as you want to reveal, what do you have planned for, for your take at summer camp this year? 
Oh man, we got a lot of things. We this is the first time I'm like setting up the sit-ins, and we've got so many cool, unique sit-ins that I've um, you know, I'm I'm, been, I'm instead of like now I'm just like really writing out set lists. I used to just fly by the seat of my pants and just like whatever happens, but now that we're getting more successful and people are coming to more than one show, we're trying to change up every set. So I have a lot of students that it's never played with us before. So I'm really excited. It's going to be a barn burner. And especially now that we're on the big stage, I'm, I'm not taking it for granted. We're going to, we're, we're going to try to blow this shit up. So it'll be cool. No, that's awesome. Seeing you take on sunshine stage is definitely something I'm really looking forward to. That's uh, right. That's right. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there front row. <laughs> oh yeah, Ashley. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yes, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast, making time. Again, we know you're very busy, so we really appreciate it. Yeah, this community is, you know, that's when I learned one thing about this music community is you're never alone in it. We're all in this together. And from the fans to the stage crew to the camp counselors, uh, we're all in this shit together. So might as well stick around with each other, you know? Absolutely. Those are are great final words to end it on. Not final words, but closing words. (laughs) I hope it's not final words, but maybe. Yeah, no, no. We need you at summer camp. <laughs> well, good to see you. Awesome. Great talking to you. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, hit me up, Ash. Let's do it. Let's ride. Will do. Take care. Later, dude. My thanks again to Andy. Man, I'm so sad I dropped out during this interview. I wanted to talk to him more about his band, and I definitely wanted to hear some of the behind the scenes of him doing mushrooms with Vince Herman of Leftover Salmon, which you can catch on YouTube, by the way. And make sure you check out the our faithful co-host Ashley in Andy's new video, Dancing on My Grave. She's the one in the antlers. So here we are on to the jam of the week. Uh, I couldn't find a good full song recording of Frasco at camp, although I did sneak in a bit there of his Rage Against the Machine cover from 2016. But with all the talk of Billy Joel and Ween's impending performance at camp this year, 
I thought a little god boner would be appropriate. So here is Gene Ween with Umphreys McGee doing Billy Joel's The Stranger from Summer Camp 2015. My plan is to crank out one more of these things before camp, so I'll be back in a couple weeks with my pre-camp special. Stay healthy out there, y'all. And here's some fucking Billy Joel. Understand 
stranger is inspired He's not always evil And he is not always wrong If you drown in good intentions You will never quench the fire He'll give in to your desire When the 